Joe's hurricane life in Los Angeles? Well, it's been very uneventful for something that last happened before World War II. But it was one of those things where I suddenly was like, what's a normal amount of rain in inches? Yeah, I have no idea. But I guess it's like, it's more about like accumulation over a certain time period because then it's like, can the water absorb or like, does it have somewhere to go? Yes. Well, as you know, from living in Los Angeles, we have notoriously poor infrastructure. Correct. And our streets are inexplicably not built to accommodate any rain at all. Despite having extremely tall sidewalks. (laughs) In fact, I feel that may be the only precaution they've taken. Yeah, because the drains don't seem to work properly. No, no, no. So when you are in LA, I'm just saying this for people out there. When you are in LA, even like a small amount of rain that comes quickly um, will flood the streets. So and like you won't know until you're like, oh, this intersection looks like there's a big puddle in it. Then you're like, oh, shit, it's really deep. Um, Yes. It's, it's terrible. I feel that a normal street is built with a slight curvature so that water runs down to the side into drains that are made for this purpose. And uh, this has not been done consistently or possibly at all in this city. I remember it used to rain and I would be like driving to work and A, everyone in LA is just like out of their minds. It doesn't know what is happening and b there's literal geysers coming up out of the sewer oh yes that's correct there was one storm where when i lived there it flooded and all all our apartment most of our apartment complexes are like open they have courtyards or like things like that there was literally water like water falling from the courtyard down into the underground garage I think that was the year that it was raining during whatever awards show it was. And Ellen DeGeneres was being like, yes, it's raining here. Pray for us. Which is how I have felt a lot of this year because people are forever texting like, are you okay? We heard it was wet there. <laughs> and you're like, honestly, fair. The whole state seems to be collapsing due to a medium rain that has lasted longer than an hour. Well, then. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that people did experience trouble because it did rain what by any standard would be a lot yesterday. But it what surprised me was that it wasn't that windy. Oh, yeah, I am surprised. Well, I hope like, you know, I hope no mudslides and everyone's okay and things like that. I've seen some pictures of like down trees and things like that, but not like worse than when the Santa Anas are happening. Yeah, I was going to say when everyone was texting us deeply concerned in the winter, we were like, I think it's mostly Northern California that's collapsing. Ah, climate change. <laughs> yes, it's very troubling. <laughs> I am personally fine today but concerned about the planet. I was going to transition this to our movie chat, but I don't know how to do it. How about they seem to be living in like a much better, less apocalyptic world? Yeah, that's true. Like way less apocalyptic. And uh, so welcome to Romcomathon. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And this month we are talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue, um, which just released uh, last week on Amazon Prime. I had a good time with this film. Um, pretty fun. Uh, I have not, I would say, like, I have not read the book. Did you read the book? Yes, and I'm very surprised that you hadn't. I tried, um, a while ago to get into it, and I wasn't that, like, I don't know, I, like, read, like, the first chapter, and I just, like, got distracted or something. I just wasn't that into it. So, um, so I never ended up making up my way through it, but I have read Casey McQuiston's other books. Oh, right. 
yes, they wrote also One Last Stop and I Kiss Shara Wheeler, which are both girls. And I, I enjoyed Shara Wheeler. One last stop. I, I like, see, I couldn't move. It's, it's I distinctly basic. remember when this happened. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll make a film out of that one. I would watch the film. I might be able to suspend my imagination like a little better for that one if it was like, if I was watching it. But uh, the premise is, is that this girl hooks up with this like other time traveling girl who like is on the subway. So they have sex on the New York City subway. Like disgusting. Like I couldn't get Horrible. past this. Worst thing I've ever heard. Is she stuck on this? Uh, let's, we can't get sidetracked by this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um... Yes, the book is very, very popular. I have read it and enjoyed it. And I considered rereading it like right before this. But then another friend who knows the book was like, don't. So I didn't. But I remembered more of it than I thought I did. Because as I watched the movie, I was like observing changes and being like, oh, I shall be curious to see if you enjoyed it more than I did. I didn't like hate it. I was just like, this movie is fine. I think I landed in a place of like, you know, gay people also deserve good, bad movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought, I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to know, like, how you feel about it as an adaptation of the book. I think they generally stripped out a lot of complexity, which I think is inevitable. And most of it I was fine with. And some of it I was like, it was a little bit of a bummer. But uh, let me summarize the plot. Yes, please. Alex Claremont Diaz, played by Taylor Zakar Perez, is the son of President Uma Thurman. He low-key hates Prince Henry of England, played by Nicholas Galitzine, I think, who I discovered 10 minutes ago is actually a Russian prince, which... Oh, like, like actually? Uh, yes. Or, well, he's, like, descended from the princely houses of Russia. Sure, okay, but, like, who like Europe is Anastasia <laughs> vibes, right? But I was like, this really makes sense because as we were viewing, Matt and I were like, he has exactly the kind of weird face I would expect from a real life prince. Yes. Um, Henry and Alex each have one black friend and complicated relationships with their national and international celebrity. At least Alex, though, isn't white with a token black friend. (laughs) Yes, that's fair. Um... Henry, who is closeted super gay, wants to live his own life out of the spotlight and feels super trapped by his royalness. Alex, who is half Mexican and currently attending law school, has a pretty good sense of the opportunity provided by his mom's presidency, wants to go into politics. Oh, yeah, his dad is a senator, I think, and hasn't yet finalized that he's bi. Alex and Henry are kind of enemies for basically no reason. And they get in a fight at Prince Henry's brother's royal wedding and ruin a giant cake, which leads to a PR disaster that can only be repaired by platonic fake dating. They eventually become real friends, which makes sense because they share like a pretty unique life, whatever. And then they make out and then they have sex. Alex has a relatively anticlimactic coming out, which is nice. And Henry freaks out because he believes he can never really be with anyone due to the shackles of his extreme privilege, blah, blah, blah. Which kind of proves true because a gay reporter Alex once slept with outs them out of... Who knows? This this man was like really obsessed with him. Every time he was on screen, we were like, you're coming on too strong, man. I also want to be clear that this is a major change from the book, which has like a whole nother character and like a very complicated kind of like political slash semi-personal dynamic that makes a lot more sense. Okay, yeah, because this one just seems like 
petty jealousy that this guy won't have sex with me again. So you know what? I'm going to out a very public figure instead. Two. Two very public figures. Also, who are really quite young. Which I don't think that Miguel, this reporter, is. Which is worse. But yep. it's, it's I mean, it's not fine. Anyway, so then Henry and Alex are both put on lockdown, as you might imagine. Um, and the two countries resolve it in, in their ways, right? Alex makes a speech, which also happens to be a big swing in his mom's ongoing re-election campaign issues. I forgot to mention, he spends a lot of the movie obsessed with winning Texas, which is his mom's home state, fair enough, but also weirdly the linchpin of the national election. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very strange. Weirdly not Ohio or Yeah, yeah, this woman loses Pennsylvania, but wins (laughs) Texas. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, And then Alex is super mopey until he is reunited with Henry and weirdly included in a royal family conversation where he stands up unsuccessfully to his grandfather, King Stephen Fry. But don't worry, Gaius Ex Machina, the people of England hold pride rallies across the country and solve this problem, I guess. Yeah, it gives Henry the courage he needs to really, like, embrace his homosexuality and be out and proud. Yep, problem solved. Yay. And I guess, I guess they basically have to get married now because like, what other option do they have if they want to break up? Yeah, I mean, I assume that it becomes like a normal celebrity situation, you know, but but, but it well, is very like intense. So much fanfare. Yeah. <sighs> oh, then the end is the election, but we already talked about that part. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. Like not a lot happens in this movie. It could have been... 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But it was fine. Like, I didn't have a bad time while I was watching it, but I think it was also because we watched it in two sittings rather than one. Yes. Midway through, we were like, I cannot believe there's an hour left. <laughs> um, but I was... So, overall, I, I did enjoy it in the sense that, you know, it was funny. Like, you know, there was some good good acting. Um, I, I particularly enjoyed Sarah Shahi, who played uh, uh, Alex's mom's, the president's, like... Like, I don't know, she's a staff, yeah. She is the best character, by the (laughs) way. I really enjoyed her. And so that was fun. But I was a little confused. So they spend... So basically what happens is that they're like, I hate each other. I hate... They have like a sort of thawing out. They kind of become reluctant friends, which was good. Like, I thought that was cute. Um, They have like a whole montage situation. And then... Henry comes to Alex's, like, New Year's presidential shindig. Did taxpayers pay for this? (laughs) Um. (laughs) If it helps, it didn't look like a very expensive party. That's true. It It was just a tent. It looked like a high school dance. Um, so, anyway, he comes to the party. He then kisses Alex. Um, and then they start hooking up, like, Alex goes to his polo match and like, you know, and then they're having like their secret relationship or whatever. But then when Alex is like, I want to talk about my feelings and how I'm like, I'm falling in love with you. Henry like up and freaks out. And I, this man fully leaps off a dock to escape this conversation (laughs) and goes back to England. I was a little confused by this because I was like, I thought this was where this was leading the entire time. Like the first time they have sex, Henry is literally like, I think it's time for us to make love. Like, what were you expecting? Henry's terrible. I 
just didn't know, like, because the movie didn't introduce enough of his, like, public pressure at that stage. Like, they were kind of, like, being secretive and, you know, keeping it quiet, but it kind of felt like more like a mutual situation. So I wasn't sure why he suddenly freaked out. I don't know if I have perspective because I had read the book, so obviously I know he's obsessed with this problem. But I feel like that's his main personality trait, that he's trapped by his life and feels like he can never actually be himself. I guess, but I think it, it seemed like in like the first half of the film that he had more or less was successfully splitting the two halves of his life in a way that seemed like it was working okay for him at the moment. And I think we didn't get enough of his inner conflict of what it meant for Alex to develop real feelings for him, because obviously they were like, they had real feelings for each other. So actually, I think he does say something explicitly. I forget the exact terrible line, but like, you know, as long as it's not super serious, we can basically be in love. But then this can't turn into an actual relationship. He literally goes to Texas to spend like, a vacation, secret vacation time with Alex and his friends and Alex's dad. After Alex came out to his mom, the president, and his dad, the senator. Yeah, like, I I mean, it's serious, man. I think it's serious. <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, I maybe I, I might have missed something, but I think I felt like that was, like, a little surprising. Yes, and then Alex's friend, the vice president's granddaughter, is, like, you should go after him. And I'm like, yeah, go to London to chase someone who leapt off a dock to escape you. Yes. And then again, I was like, was this taxpayer funded? His booty called London. Miles, <laughs> Miles. They say Miles. Oh, they say Miles. And then he shows up. Well, this this part was so funny to me. He shows up at- Oh my God. What, like the palace? And like demands to be let in. And when he lets in, he's drenched because I guess it was raining. And bro, where is the Secret Service? Yeah, like seriously, where is the Secret Service? They are not doing a good job. And Henry expresses some valid concerns about how he doesn't want to go from his prince life to like a political spouse life. And then they are never addressed again because I guess it's just enough to go dance in a museum. Yeah, he was real quick on that turnaround. Like, I thought there was going to be, like, a situation where, like, Alex showed up, they would, like, talk, there would be, like, misunderstanding, they would, like, leave at a huff, and, like, there would be, like, a sad montage of the two of them apart, but no. It's very quickly resolved. It's a very simplified movie. Though I honestly don't remember if that part is different in the book. And then, the, like, the big, the big, like, climax, I guess, the big issue is that they get outed. Yes. To which I object but it's fine <laughs> um yeah i think i was like this was fine so some of the smaller stuff they took out like queen is now king i'm not sure why i think maybe because the actual queen died and they didn't want to like make it weird or i don't know maybe they just wanted Stephen fry who knows <laughs> um yeah they're like what's the most famous british person we can get and then we'll decide yeah <laughs> um because it's a very small role it's a cameo um Alex's parents are divorced and his mom is remarried. Oh. Don't care that they took that out. Not a okay. problem. I didn't realize that. They're still together, right? They're together in this movie. They appear to be, right? Yeah, because he was there when she goes up after the re-election. I couldn't 
actually figure this out for most of the film because they were like they were never in any scenes like together so it was I was like are they divorced but his dad seems to be like around the White House but like that could be maybe it's a good wife situation I don't know yeah like I have no idea but then he shows up at the end when she like goes up to like you know when they all when they win and so I was like oh okay yeah um, we lost a lot of detail and a couple of characters in terms of their friends and family, which I totally understand, but kind of had the effect of taking a lot of color out of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is fine. He's dumber than in the book, but mostly charming <laughs> and attractive. <laughs> Henry is kind of cardboard without his friends and family. I didn't even know he had friends, except for that one guy, Percy, who I was shocked to discover was not a gay man in this film. Yes, Pez. I think he has the same vibe, but you barely see him. Okay. Alex's sister, I don't remember if they're twins or just siblings, has obviously been vanished and sort of combined. She has a sister? Yeah, there's three of them. So oh. she's a very large character, but I totally understand why she was taken out and conflated. But I think Henry has like a lot of other family stuff going on. Like what is his mom like? Uh, his sister has like a cocaine problem or something. Um, there's just like a lot more going on in his life that gives you a better sense of what he's doing besides hiding in the castle, wishing he were a writer, which he shouldn't be because he's a bad writer. I was confused because I couldn't figure out for the longest time how he was related to the king or queen. Like I wasn't sure at the beginning because it was like, oh, my mother is the duchess of whatever. And then it was like, my father's a screen actor. Because at first I thought he was like- His mother is the princess of Wales. I think she's probably also a duchess. Yes, I was confused because I didn't realize he was the grandson. So I was like, oh, It's just a William and Harry situation plus a sister. Yes, yes. Um, Hilariously, I was, uh, I don't know if you ever watched this 30 Rock episode, but it's when um, Liz Lemon goes to meet like like an Austrian prince, Prince Gerhardt. And he's, like, as a result of, like, so much inbreeding, he is, like, extremely sickly and, like, looks horrific and, like, all this stuff. And then he, like, dies because he has too much excitement. And Prince Gerhard, as a result of so much inbreeding, and Henry's brother look remarkably alike. Oh, no. There's some kind of strange composite baby face... Yeah, there's some, some, there was some, two, two, some DNA in there that was too related. So Uma Thurman's accent. (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot move on without addressing it. It wasn't amazing, which was weird because it's Uma Thurman and she looked great. She's great. She's fine. Too much accent. Yeah, it was a lot. She's, she's really from the South. Um, yes, it's too much. Matt was like, Kate McKinnon is probably killing as her on SNL right now. So, <laughs> um, but I thought it was really cute. I, I enjoyed the brief bits we got of her and her son. I enjoyed him coming out to her and then having a little cuddle. How, let's just rewind just for a second. I would like to say Henry is really the only one out of those royal siblings that looks like a normal person. What's wrong with his sister? His sister also has royal face. Oh, I think Henry has royal face. No, but royal face in a way that he like kind of like looks like passably attractive. Like the other ones I'm like, oh, you have real royal face. Oh no, she looked fine. She looked normal. 
I know, but some, sometimes when they, sometimes in certain roles, like actors, like the way they do their makeup and the hair and stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I see. And then you see them in actuality and you're like, oh, okay, your face is normal. Well, his sister's incredibly uninteresting in the movie, so maybe I don't even remember her face. Yeah, I feel like a coke habit would have really livened her up. Yeah, she's very chaotic in the She seems like she's really into crocheting or something in this film, so. (laughs) No, not ragging on crocheting. I love a grandma hobby. I have so many. Like, so how, do they get outed in the book? Yes, but by, I think it's by the opposing campaign who has been fed information by a gay politician that they are friendly with, but he's been like consulting for them. It's it's oh, complicated. Oh, okay. Oh, because, oh yeah, I completely forgot about the opposing campaign in the film. I was yeah, like- Yeah, he's just they, like in Texas campaigning against no one. Yeah, like they mention him like once and I'm like, okay, that's it. Yeah, I think he's a Trump figure. Well, he's very, very quiet for a Trump figure. Yeah, I think it's one of those like, oh, I really wish it would be this idiot situations. And then he, I'm trying to think how long the book takes place over actually, because I think we skip over the fact that presumably there's like a whole primary and stuff that happens in this. Yeah, it was a a quick campaign season. Yeah, because I don't know when the royal wedding is, but obviously there's a New Year's party. So I guess this takes place over at least a year. Yeah, which is like, you know, I accept this, sure. Anyway, it's all like fine i think i think what happened was that i was like turns out i like alex and i'm completely indifferent to henry i having no expectations of both went in being like yeah this movie's fine like they're it's cute you know like i was like this is cute and we deserve gay saying disgusting things to each other just like the straights exactly i was like i'm grossed out by this but i'm glad that it's here Yeah. And I was like, I would be so much more invested if it was girls, but like, this is fine. It's what it is. Don't worry. We have that horrible Christmas movie. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? That Christmas movie has a saving grace and it's Aubrey Plaza. True. You know what's weird? There was a song that I didn't recognize, but Matt was like, oh, it's this song. There's a song from Carousel as one of the needle drops. In this film? Yes, I was just like, how strange. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a lot of like weird covers in this movie. Anyway, this movie was fine. The parents were nice. Zara was the best character by like a lot. She was. I'm trying to think if I have like anything else. You know, I think I did like it a little more than you, but I I was, you know, like. It probably helped to watch in two sittings. Yeah, on the warmer side of tepid. Yes, I think I enjoyed myself more for like the first hour. And then I was like really annoyed that it wasn't over yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think i thought you would have um you would have really liked it but i, I didn't i don't think I, I i mean i didn't know that you read the book yeah i like the it, it's actually not adaptation issues i think i was just kind of like here's what happened looking at my best and worst there's a lot of moments that i like enjoyed and then they ruined them oh, okay like i was like this is a cute exchange too much you said something gross N- now now it's less cute To be fair, I have been on a kick where I've been reading like trashy kind of like lesbic recently. You know, like they're sort of like, I I read one recently that was really hallmarky and I was like, oh, I enjoyed this. But if I watched a film adaptation of this, it would be bad. Yes, I think sometimes it's just like embarrassing to watch. Yeah, like a little secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, like I'm like in a book, I can just read this part faster. Yes. 
But I also don't remember feeling this way about the book. But rom-coms always have this issue where you're like, I totally enjoy myself, but there are seven lines that I would like to see excised from the planet. Yeah. And it's fine. It's cool. Um, They had some scenes that were cute. Like I liked when they were walked in on and Henry, this is probably my favorite Henry moment, is like very broadly pretending to like look at the bookcase. Yes, I... I, I thought they were, yeah, I thought they were a lot of lines that were funny. Um, I mean, I guess we can move on to best best and worst. Um, I will say my favorite line in the film is when Sarah Shahi calls Henry Little Lord Fuckleroy. And then says, I will Brexit your head from your body. Yeah, I was like, wow, the number of references you've put into like these two sentences. Amazing. I love you. Yes, uh, that may have been the best scene. I also liked them in that scene where they were being like, oh, you told your sister how cute. Oh, I can't wait to see her while she's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I enjoyed that. They were best when they were funny. Like, I think whenever you got into like a Henry getting too poetic moment was when I was like, I don't really want to be watching anymore. I mean, I did also enjoy when he was like, I think we should make love. And then Alex like turns around and makes fun of him. Yes, thank God. That was the one reverse moment where I was like, saved it. They saved it. (laughs) Like, I kind of liked Alex talking about representation. And then I was just like, oh, this isn't really, you've you've made it weird now. I don't know. I did like when at the end, he was like, they can't keep you locked away forever. And Henry was like, we really need to get you a book on English history. (laughs) Yeah, there were some good, like, self-aware references. There were also times where I was like, this feels a little like... Oh, he's a woke white guy, you know? And, like, it, it was a little much. Yes, I do and, understand. Yeah, but you can't. But, like, it's fine. Just, like, stop. Just the heights of the privilege from which Henry ascends or descends from or whatever. It's, it's just a little much. It did make me laugh when he was like, I don't know about keys. But then he used one to open the gate to get out to go to the museum. Oh, yeah. But also, he likes, he's, like, never handled money before. Oh, I missed that. No, he like talks, I think they, he talks about it at one point where he like never has cash or something. He like never oh, has yeah. any money because like, why would he need it? Yeah. What a life. Anyway. Um, yeah. What were, what were your best and worst? Or I haven't, I guess I haven't gone to worst. I have listed all the bests that I had. <laughs> what were your worst? What's your worst? <sighs> um, there were a lot of ones where I was just like, I don't need this, but uh, mostly like like declarations. Like this actually isn't that bad, but like I'll break the sound barrier for things. I was just like, I don't need it. Yeah. But um, I think the, the strangest worst is he grabbed my hair in a way that made me understand the difference between rugby and football. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> I thought you maybe, I was like, when we listened to it, I was like, is that supposed to be indicative of something? Is there a reference I'm not understanding? Am I too old? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that is. And also, I was like, I have no idea whether this is lifted from the book or whatever, but it felt like one of those lines that you write and then you realize that it does not fit in an actor's mouth. I just it is don't... too long a sentence for the conversation. It's too weird. <laughs> no one would say this, but also, what does it mean? No, I have no idea. No idea. Do people... I, I have not understood rugby to be a sport where people pull each other's hair or are especially gay compared to football. Yeah. They're both pretty gay to me. They're both pretty similar. There's a lot of tackling, a lot of injuries in both. I Is don't it know. like a now I see the light of being British? I have no idea. Football's incredibly boring. I don't, is rugby incredibly boring? I have no idea. Like, I guess not if sexy princes are pulling your hair. 
if someone knows what this line actually means, please actually send us a DM and let us know. I would love to know. We love to learn. Um, And then the other stuff is just kind of like, bored by this rainy castle melodrama, the book is a lot funnier. (laughs) Yeah, there was, it was really cheeseball. I will say the scene where they like walk into the, they break into the museum was, well not break into, I was, I was like, do the museum staff have to like turn off the security every time he wants to go for like a midnight walk? Like, does he have to like tell them beforehand? Like, what's the deal? And also, did he just put music on his phone and put it on a plinth? Like an ancient plinth? (laughs) Privilege, Alex. It's just wild, wild to me. Um, yes, whether they have a ton of security or none at all is quite unclear. Yeah. But it's fine. There are some scenes where you're like, oh, I can see the Secret Service in the background or like, like, you know, like I was like, oh, I see them. They're like outside this restaurant. But like, then there are whole ass moments where you're like, they're doing a very bad job protecting their charges from assassination. And also, I guess... This is for plot reasons. There are a lot of moments where you're like, Alex and Henry are doing a bad job of hiding this national secret relationship. I felt that way, especially when they were like, they hooked up in like the polo shed or whatever. And then Alex walks out and he's right? like adjusting himself. I'm like, why did you fix your fucking tie in the shed, man? Yeah. And they're like hanging out somewhere being like, so how many people have you slept with? And you're like, uh, maybe a private conversation. Yeah, or maybe don't do karaoke. Well, it's fine. I mean, I guess you're in like a tiny dive bar in Texas. Like no one's expecting royalty to be there. So Yes, he's very blonde, which does help. Matt was kind of like queen. And I was like, well, look. Oh, and when they had sex, I think I was like, this is really, really slow. But it's kind of nice that there's romantic gay sex. Yeah. And you don't see gay missionary a lot. That's true. I was like, this movie is a lot more explicit than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be like a fade to black PG-13 rom-com sort of situation. It's rated R. I guess this is why. Okay. I was, I was surprised, but I was like, yeah, good for them. Yeah. I think I remember seeing articles that were like, director's surprised that they got an R rating. And I was kind of like, what happens in Red, White, and Royal Blue? Yeah, I mean, it it felt like a PG-13 movie. I feel like maybe it got an R for being gay. I think because it was like slow-mo almost, it reminded me of The Wedding Date. Not a good movie. But anyway, I think like I, we may have even liked it the same amount. I think I was just kind of like, I thought this movie would be maybe a little less cheesy. I I was, yeah, I wasn't sure what level of cheese to expect. Um, But there were parts that was like really gross lines, like really cheeseball. I can't even remember what they were. It was almost Hallmarky. At parts, yeah, it definitely had Which that, is kind but, of nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were definitely lines where I was like, horrific. Although, I was like, you know what? We all say shit in private, you know, like to our partners. Like, we say, we say gross shit. I will say, I've never said something like that gross. Like, I'll break the sound barrier. What, 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 whatever other cheese ball lines they said. There were a lot. Yeah. I stopped writing I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't say that, but... It's somewhat, like, canonical, though, because Henry would be a writer if he weren't royal. Uh, Sure. I mean, look, didn't stop Prince Harry, so (laughs) don't don't let your royal expectations stop you. I get the sense, though, that Henry would write fiction. Has Harry written fiction? As far as I know, he's only written that autobiography where he talks about his penis a lot. What? 
Oh, I haven't read it, but I, that's what everyone was talking about. They were like, he talks about his penis like a ton. I don't know. You can look it up after this. Okay. Well, that's a choice. Yep. So let's talk about, let's, let's do our POC count. Uh, most of them. Yeah. Alex, dad, friend, Henry's friend. Zara. Zara. Amy, the secret person. Yes. Pretty much everyone except for Uma Thurman and the royals, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is a problem. I mean, like, I'm glad for that, but it was a problem I had with one last stop, the, the subway one, too, is that it felt a lot like the author was trying to like really stuff in as many like different kinds of people like oh here we go this one is like token so so and so and also non-binary and trans like this one is asian you know like it kind of feels like you gotta catch them all kind of like a pokemon situation which i hate um but i feel like in this movie was a little better i did feel that way a little bit about the book because i don't think it ever comes up in the movie but i think amy is trans if i remember correctly Who's Amy? Uh, the Secret Service. Oh, okay. Barely okay, a character in the movie. So who yeah, is to I was say? Like, but like, I was like, there's a name. I will say that I don't think the vice president's family is black in the book. Well, they got it. You know what? They each have to have a token black friend. <laughs> I mean, like, otherwise, how could they possibly function? So. Yeah, I'm mostly on the side of this is nice. Sure, why not? We're living in a very strange world, so. Yeah, I don't even know what my complaint is here. Like, this was published in 2019, so I think at the time that Casey and Christian was writing this book, we all wanted to live in a fantasy world. Kind of still do. Yeah, I would say, like, I can't, like, I don't want less rep, you know, but also I, like, don't want rep that feels, like, super heavy-handed. Like, what is the middle ground? I don't know. I don't have a solution. It's tricky i did like that it's realistic that he's not white and therefore his surrounding circle oh i guess we didn't see most of it but you're led to believe that by the fact that he hangs out with miguel i guess as far as i know he only has one friend be no what's her name nora in theory he has other friends because they had other people go with them to the house in texas but they are all nameless well he's also at law school also how old are they do you know he's in law school but i don't know if they said what year I thought he was like 20 at first or something. Like I thought he was younger, but then I realized he was actually in grad school and I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I don't know. I think due to the like constant distortion of like this 26 year old is a sophomore in high school and something about the behavior, I also thought he was in college. Oh yeah, maybe that was it. Until they said Georgetown Law and I was like, I guess he's in law school. With the result that like every time he was kind of like, I've never felt this way about someone. I was like, yeah, cause you're like 20. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, you're somewhere between mid twenties. Mid, yeah, like early to mid twenties. But they feel quite young. Yeah. They don't really feel like adults. Well, they are living in extreme circumstances, I guess. I guess they are living with their parents, which is probably also why they feel like teenagers. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So what would you score this movie? Five or six? I think I'd give it like a six, six and a half. I don't think it's like quite up to seven. I will say after we finished watching this one, we were like, what will we watch next? And then we finished watching Nimona, which I was like, great. Like 10 out of 10 stars. Like this movie was amazing. (laughs) I cried. I was like, this movie is great. So... (laughs) <laughs> so compared to Mona's, it's only a six. <laughs> Great. Um, six-ish out of ten torrid emails. Mm, six out of ten jealous, petty older reporters. Very troubling. I'm very troubled. Six out of ten Lord Fuckleroys. <laughs> 
six out of ten King Stephen fries. Six out of ten Texases. Six out of ten aggressive Uma Thurman accents. <laughs> With that, thank you for joining us this month. Um, we will be back next month with a new film to ridicule for all of you. I'm sorry for all of you. I, I hope you all enjoyed this film more than we did. We... Six! We enjoyed it more than we didn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's Honestly, like... it's kind of high for the terrible fare we view. Yeah, 60%. That's a, that's a D. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. Just end it. Just end it. <laughs> but if you do know what that line means about rugby and football, please send us a DM on Instagram. Um, all of our social media is in the credits. So see you next month. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.